Where's my meatloaf? Mom! 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 Where is she with that meatloaf? <laughs> Welcome to the Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff podcast. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning, Gary. How are you this morning? I'm tired. Why are you laughing already? We haven't even gotten started, and you're just, like, cracking up over there. What's going on? It's just ridiculous how we have gotten so good at podcasts that we now have to play our intro over a phone connected to a microphone. I feel like that's 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 advancement. Yeah, we're, that's, we're we're getting there. We we have two like adult mics now, so we're not like doing the children's right. iPod earbud. Yes, mics now. So yes, we have advanced past the nine-year-old. Yep, sitting in his mother's basement trying to do a podcast. We we have successfully gone from Wayne's World to Wayne's World Two. You know, I actually thought about like when I was thinking the setup for this thing or whatever. Yeah. I we kind of remind me of Wayne's World. Yeah, we're we're a little bit like Wayne's World. Party you're, on Wayne. You're Garth. I, I can be Garth. <laughs> I can definitely be Garth. Like I just oh, what's that line where he's he's dressed all in the Reebok and he's just like I understand what people selling, selling out. out like man. I just don't get it. Those weirdos that sell out. And then he takes a bite of Pizza Hut pizza, right, which yeah. we can't say. Like we have too many of the Pizza Ranch right, exactly. supporters and all that kind of stuff. So we may not a, say that other word. He drinks a Pepsi. Or in our case, an RC Cola, because right. we don't have a sponsorship deal with anybody. Yeah, we got to work on that sponsorship thing. Right. Uh-huh. So, what's right. new with you? Well, there is a couple things that we have to talk about. Yep. Uh, Jesse wants to go political, and I'm afraid to do that. <laughs> uh, we got all kinds of uh, U.S. president kind of stuff, and we can maybe touch on that a little bit. But maybe the first place we have to start is your T-shirt. Oh, yeah. We have to start here because if you are watching live, then you can see this. If you're just listening, it says, read old dead guys. Read old dead guys. And you got to walk me through who is on there. Oh, boy. So this this one is, uh, I think that's Taylor. Uh, Spurgeon? Spurgeon. I can't quite read. This one is Mr. John Calvin, my boy John Calvin. Yeah, you kind of like that guy. I like that guy. And, and I and don't know about that This was John one. Wesley. Oh, so, gotcha. Is there like yep. a middle name, John something Wesley? No. Or that's just his weird handwriting? He just has a really weird signature. So there's kind of like fake autographs on them yeah. as well. Yep, exactly. And so the point being, you're encouraging us to read, read old dead guys. Read old dead guys. Read old theologians. Uh, the interesting thing about this shirt is uh, there's no Mr. Martin Luther on here. Ah, Which, that is an interesting. Yeah, like he's the fact that he's not on there, right? I mean, he's he's huh. basically the the one who kind of, I wouldn't say you know effectively started the Reformation, but he certainly he certainly pushed it in that direction in right. a bad way. So right. I'm kind of surprised he's not on here. But yeah, the whole point being read your theologians because they got really good stuff happening. And so, why would you encourage us to do that? I think if we read theologians, we can actually start to get a better idea of not only what we believe and what their thoughts were as far as our uh, doctrinal beliefs, but also mm. what different denominations' doctrinal beliefs are. Oh, for sure, right? So that way we can kind of get a uh, a comprehensive background about not only Christianity, but also the historical basis of Christianity, also the, uh, the theological basis about our belief systems, mm-hmm. and then compare and contrast and, you know. Because the difference would be it's pretty popular to just read the new guys kind of the right. new one on the block or whatever i mean everybody you know everybody right now is kind of talking about your francis chans and what have mm-hmm. you but 
and, and which is fine. I mean, he's good, but I think it's very from a historical perspective because I'm a I'm a historian. That's what I graduated with in college. Mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating to see kind of what the context was of their thought, where we have been as far as a church universal and. Yeah, how that's influencing us today. So Absolutely. Some of our basics are actually written hundreds of years ago, so read your old dead guys. We uh, we kind of launched right in there, didn't we? Yeah, as we really did. As far uh, as going right to the theology. Right. Uh, but first, we before we even go farther with the uh, read old dead guys, <laughs> what are we doing here? Introduce us to this podcast. What's, so, uh, what's going on? So this is uh, Gary and Jesse talk about stuff where basically we sit together and we talk about, first of all, what's ever on our minds, and second of all, we talk about, as you heard already this morning, some beliefs that we have, some theology, talk about the Bible. In other words, basically this is our way of uh, trying to let the congregation and those outside of the congregation kind of get to know us as pastors. It's our way to uh, hopefully be almost an an on-ramp for those who don't come to church to kind of learn more about Christianity. And it's our way to kind of expound upon the gospel and expound upon truth as far as what's going on in our daily lives and in the life of the church and in the world. Mm-hmm. So, yep, meets all three of those criteria, hopefully. Yeah, so, and uh, maybe a laugh here or there. Yeah, maybe a laugh here or there, depending <laughs> on how funny we are. At depending that on how many dad jokes we get through. And yeah, exactly, thing. right. Right, right, right. So we had a, a speaking of church life kind of thing. We had a pretty big week, we really, uh, weekend from past weekend. We had a church consultant, Dave Bartlett, uh, come and join us. And we were hoping to do a podcast with him. I think we even uh, kind of sort of promised it, but it wasn't able to work with the schedule or whatever. Right. But one thing I thought we should have maybe done, we could Zoom him in at some point. Yeah, yeah uh, that wouldn't be a bad Have idea. him kind of Zoom in and give a input on how he thought the weekend went or whatever. Yep. But what I had to do uh, in a couple of different conversations was... Uh, what is a consultant and mm. why a mm-hmm. consultant? And I think there's always a a fear, maybe. Like, if you're saying, I'm going to marriage counseling, like, right. oh, your marriage must be in trouble, that kind of thing. Right. I kept kind of pushing, like, hey, consultant doesn't mean, like, oh, no, like, we have to bring in a consultant. Right. I think consultant is more, hey, let's continue to work. Let's continue to get better and better. And continue to strive for how do we further the kingdom of God, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think <clears throat> I think the marriage analogy is a, is a pretty good analogy in that in any relationship, in any, well, even in your own personal life, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing to kind of reach out for either support or help or whatever. And so sometimes, you know, we as a church need to reach out and go, hey, are we doing well? How aren't we doing? You know, it, just kind of check in and See if we're healthy or if we're not healthy. And right. I think we're, you know, we're pretty healthy at this point, which is right. good. So, yeah. And I think that Dave has been with us, what, a year now? Yeah, I little, think a year-ish ago he came one time, and then we waited six months, and he came again. Mm-hmm. And so it's been kind of every mm-hmm. six months or so. Yeah. Uh, this is his third time with us, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And this one was especially around, uh, like, strategic goals. How do we continue to grow the two campuses together. Right. Uh, just how do we be two campuses? Because really right. we're, let's be honest, we're kind of in uncharted territory for Northwest Iowa in yeah. terms of multiple campuses, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Dave comes from Orchard Hill. Right, which, which has, has five campuses, is it five? I believe. Yeah, so five he's kind of coming out of a understanding of multiple campuses and how those dynamics work and mm-hmm. and what to watch out for and all that kind of stuff because right. he's been doing it for like orchard hill has been doing it for a dozen years or more right, right? yeah absolutely so yeah. when we talk about how do we get better how do we do the multiple campus thing better we got to remember we're pretty young at this right right absolutely i mean if you look at it and and i might have my dates wrong so if you're watching online don't don't be mad at me uh, I believe that Living Water's only been a an established church for what twelve years. I think so. Years? I think we. And, yep. You know, uh, Orange City's been around that entire time. Sheldon's coming on its sixth year in April. Mm-hmm. And so, if you look at it uh, in the grand scheme of history, we're not really that old, right? At all, right? Which, it, and to be fair, 
there's a lot to be said for the growth of this church in that oh, time. Yeah. I mean, right. obviously, we've been blessed by the Holy Spirit. But mm-hmm. at the exact same time, there's also things that come with that rapid growth that just need to be figured out as far as what the future looks like. Right. So right. I think that's kind of why Dave's here is to, or Dave was here, was to help us kind of plot a trajectory right. of what that future would look like. And he spent a lot of time on what I was encouraged by was uh, maybe six months ago, one of the times that he was there, whether this was the first time or the second time, mm-hmm. he really pushed on the fact that as living water, uh, in the same way as Orchard Hill, relationships are very, very vital right. because those relationships are on ramps right. to presenting the gospel. Right. And the gospel allows the Holy Spirit to do the editing, the changing in a person's life, all right. that kind of stuff. And you can take that from the person that just met someone and got introduced to Living Water mm-hmm. all the way to our relationship, all the way to council and pastors, like all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Relationships are key is what he kind of centered on, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think both of us would agree that uh, that not only is he right, but that's also the the basic underlying theme of scripture. If you want to oh, really yeah. do ministry well, you you can't just uh, you can't just quote unquote proclaim. Right. You have to relate to. And so in that respect, I think it was it was really good for us to kind of uh, have a have a support person in there like, yeah, no, relationships are good. You guys right. are doing good in right. that area. So Well and I was wowed by I spent some time praying and thinking about it afterwards too and Really, there's examples all over the place of Christ not just, like you said, proclaiming. And there were times where, yes, kingdom of God is near. I'm giving a sermon on the mount, that kind of thing. Yeah. But even more than that, it seems, Yeah. he had an emphasis on his relationship with the people, his relationship with his disciples, right. Pharisees even. Yep. Like there was obviously something there about interpersonal communication and, mm-hmm. and how that was so important to his ministry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at, at the entirety of the Bible, yes, you have your sermons on the mount. Yes, you have uh, uh, many places where Jesus um, teaches as far as proclaims, you know, the gospel and his message. <clears throat> but many, many times, more than that, it's just stories of how he goes and eats with tax collectors or eats with prostitutes or, you know, he's just with people. Right. And... You know, even with the disciples, he didn't spend three years proclaiming the gospel to the disciples. There's actually one uh, uh, passage. It's it's very short. It's one verse. And uh, forgive me, I'm having a hard time recalling where it's from. But I love it because he said, it, all it says is, and referring to the disciples, it says, and Jesus was with them. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I think is basically one of the best testimonies of all oh, time. Absolutely. That short sentence. Right. Not, oh, he was proclaiming at them. He was condemning them he was doing any of that stuff it was just he was with them that's a big deal right Mm -hmm. especially in terms of you made me think of uh one of the churches i interned at was emmanuel baptist in sioux falls uh, with pastor randy and Mm -hmm. and he spent a lot of time they spent a lot of time emphasizing their name emmanuel uh, because of course emmanuel means god with us right and how important it was that God was with them, that God is with us. Mm-hmm. Because realistically, isn't that one of the first names? So the angel comes and meets Mary, mm-hmm. uh, says you're going to have a kid, all this kind of stuff. And you will call him Emmanuel, Jesus, of yeah. course, but then he, you will call him Emmanuel, or yep. the people will call him Emmanuel. Yep. And I think that's a huge start to his relationship with us. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's kind of a barometer for all relationships then too, right? right? Because if he is with us, then I think we need to, you know, we need to grow in relationship with others as well. Oh, yeah. So, you know, all that to be said, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the, the, the Bartlett, uh, the Dave Bartlett time was good because I think it really not forced us, but it, it re-injected us to look at what relational Christianity actually mm, is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, right. Yep. It's interesting, uh, this is maybe a, a segue, because the first chapter of the series that we're going to do in Orange City next mm-hmm. uh, is about being with people. Right. And so it's a story from Bob Goff, if you remember that name. Uh, he wrote Love Does, and that's actually part of the series that we're going to be doing yeah and he tells this story of going to his youth pastor at the time 
and saying, you know, I'm going to move away or whatever, whatever, not like in a dangerous way, but just it's time for me to move on. I just graduated high school and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the youth pastor responds with, well, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, let's go. I'll, he actually went with him. Yeah. And the point of that chapter is for Goff to say how important that was for him to have somebody that energetic, but also like, like that sold out to be with him. Right. right. And then, of course, the analogy there, the tie there is that's what Christ does. Yeah. Absolutely. Like the whole Philippians 2 passage, right? Like mm -hmm. he gave up uh, mm -hmm. equality with God or whatever the, the phrase that Paul uses. Mm -hmm. And he gives that up to be with us. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not to just, not to just um, basically say you have to do certain things. He, he says, guess what? I, I care about you enough to spend time. Isn't that huge? You know, yeah, it's, right. I, I, I think about that all the time. I was in Bethel last week, actually. Mm -hmm. Bethel reformed over in Sheldon. Pastor Dave and I did a um, pulpit swap, so to speak. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, what I found really, really interesting was the idea that as I was preaching, it came to my mind that we have a huge God who created the entirety of the universe, mm -hmm. right? Every every smallest atom you can fathom, all the way to the literally hundreds of billions of galaxies, not including stars. These mm -hmm. are galaxies mm -hmm. that we can see in the noble universe. And out of all that vastness of creation, he still has time to spend with you. Right, right. I don't know. There's just something about that. There's it, something huge, right? There's something huge there where it's like, wow, how important are we? And, you know? the fact that he initiated that relationship. Like I yeah. struggle a lot with, so I have friends that I don't see for a while and it almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because I start to say, well, they're not calling me, so I'm not going to call them. Right. And right. it kind of just snowballs then like, okay, well then we haven't talked to each other in six months, then it's a year and then it just kind of happens. Right? right. Yeah. Yep. Whereas he took the initiative. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's yeah. really kind of mind-blowing the fact that he reached out to me yeah and and it and it's been that way since the since effectively the dawn of time right we, right we were talking about this in men's bible study on wednesday right. um and how from the moment of the first sin even before that but from the moment of first the first sin god revealed his plan for a redeemer mm -hmm. um where where man sins and, and mankind sins and then right there, the Lord is like, okay, well, guess what? I'm going to give you a Savior, and he will, and he's saying this to the certain Satan. Right. He's saying, you will strike his heel, but I will make him crush your head. Right. You know? So from that first moment, it's not that we, you know, apologized for our sin or anything. From the first moment, it's him coming up and saying, guess what? I got you. Isn't that awesome? You know, from the first moment. Yeah, that's right. great, man. There's something about who takes the initiative and who makes the move, because... There are, to go back to the read old dead guys, there are basic theologians from years ago yeah. that will say it's on us to make that first move. It's on us to try to uh, understand salvation, to try to make the move towards God. Right. But obviously reformed belief, Calvin especially, yeah. will say, no, 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 it's him moving towards us. Absolutely. A dead man can't save himself. Yep. And Absolutely. so someone, some some God had to do something incredible and reach towards us, and that's what our God did. Amen to that. And I think, you know, of course, for those of you watching or those of you who are, are going to be listening, you have you realize that both Gary and I are reformed. And that means we have a certain, speaking of the old dead guys, we have a certain proclivity towards a, a theology that we believe. Right. And I always, people always ask me, um, whenever I'm out in the community or before I was even a pastor, why are you reformed? Because doesn't that mean that God does the work instead of you? Mm. And I said, well, how scary would it be if I constantly had to choose God? Right. Because I am a horrible human being. Right. You're a horrible human being. Right. We are horrible human beings. How terrifying would it be if our salvation was on us? Oof, right. That's where that's wearing a lot of responsibility that we can't handle. Yep. Talk about being stressed out just from normal responsibility or whatever. Can you imagine the responsibility of your own salvation? Oh man, that would and be... how stressful that would have to be. Oh, that would be rough. And this is not saying anything against our, you know, our Baptist brothers and sisters by right. any means, but it's it's just 
to me, it's wow. That that's a lot of responsibility for us. That's got to be tough. So, I, I just thank God that He's the one who initiated the contact. He's the one who chooses, and He's the one who upholds our relationship too. Because if it was up to us, we would fail. Amen. So, Amen. Yep. So we spent some time. Uh, I mentioned just a little bit. Uh, we spent some time in the Book of Acts, yep. and both campuses were spending time in that book. Yep. How has that book been? Like, has it been a a pretty good study? Because you actually did a little bit of looking at uh, was it Paul's life? Yeah. And then uh, the what it means to be a church member. Yep. And now you're back in the Book of Acts. Yep. Has that book kind of drawn some? good conversation out or it, it has what, what, what have you found it has i mean last month we talked about the life of paul just to just to fill in people with who this guy was who mm-hmm. wrote the you know two-thirds of the new testament right and then this month we were doing the Acts series like you said um and and we passed it through the lens of what is the benefit of belonging to a church and uh i think one of the biggest things that's came out of that is people not desiring to be members or anything if that happens great but it's people desiring to be more involved Mm -hmm. i've had like six or seven people come up to me they're like yeah i like that message it made me think what i can do for the church rather than what can the church do for me where is my help needed Mm -hmm. you know so in that way it's been really good and i think it's been good for the people to just kind of know what the book of acts is about as Mm -hmm. far as the timeline throughout all of it this is the story of the first church, the early church the first church right yeah and and what they went through is somehow amazingly applicable Mm -hmm. to what we're going through today and so I, i it's been a really good series so and i've been amazed to find like i think we actually said this whether it was a month ago or whenever we started this series, we kind of talked back and forth about what are you excited about? Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to? Mm-hmm. As I've been able to dive into some of those passages, like it's not a uh, exact step kind of thing. Like it's, a, it's not a, so Paul did this in his context, so we have to do that exact thing. Instead, what it is is a, a principle, right? It's a idea of, well, Paul acted in this way or with this motive, right? and we can have that same kind of motive. Granted, our contexts are much different. We're not in the Roman government. right? Uh, we're not in the being put in jail <coughs> for uh, taking an evil spirit out of a young lady who was telling the future that Paul didn't think she should be doing that. Mm-hmm we're not in the exact same situation and yet we're seeing some great principles and some great things that we can live out from that book. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how we are persecuted, how, how we grow, what it looks like, you know, taking it to the early church context. Yep. What does growth mean and what are the challenges that come with it? Right. What happens when we're persecuted? What happens when we we face struggles just like the early church did? Right. And people kind of, quote, unquote, scatter. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. It's all very, very contextual and yet very, very helpful. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. So are you, you have one more week of Acts? Yeah, we have one more week of Acts. We're going to be doing Acts 13, verse 38 through 52, which is basically like us saying the the church being, well, not not the church, but... uh, Paul and some of his followers basically being persecuted and them proclaiming the gospel through mm, it, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is good. I, I think we need to hear that because I think there's a lot of times where we in our lives, we get so down with how life is coming at us right? that we forget that perhaps it's our job to proclaim the gospel because of it, not right. in spite of that. In the midst of the storm or whatever it is exactly. kind of thing. Yep. Um, doesn't it seem like the book of Acts has a lot of those examples in terms of this is a really hard time, this is a really difficult time, mm-hmm. and that's okay because that gives me an opportunity to share the gospel, whether it's yeah. to the jailer, whether it's to the Roman government even. Yep. Uh, as Paul stands in front of people that can pretty well put him to death, mm-hmm. he uses that platform Mm-hmm. To say, you guys need Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what a huge testimony. Yeah, and he doesn't, he doesn't, I like the fact that, I, and I like Paul. Is anybody who knows mm-hmm. me, I like Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the fact that he's just so 
old with it. Right. He, he, doesn't, right. he doesn't pull any punches. He's just like, guess what? You're wrong. And he's not going to hold it back, right? Right, right. right. Absolutely. In so. fact, he has to be told, uh, well, we did this one for Serve Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should recap Serve Sunday in some ways, too. Yeah, true, but yeah. uh, we did, I think it was Acts 20. Yeah. And Paul was saying, I'm leaving, mm-hmm. and you probably won't see me again. Mm-hmm. But the group around him was saying, don't do it. Your life is in jeopardy, all of this kind of stuff. But he was so very convinced of... Mm-hmm. what the Holy Spirit was doing inside of him yeah. and what the Holy Spirit was calling him to, yep. that he was ready to say goodbye to those people. Yep. And and what what are you going to do when you're in that situation? You know, right. are we, are we going to be like the people who are like, ah, our life's in danger, we're not going to do anything? Or are right. we going to be like Paul who's basically like, you know what? This is the gospel. This is the gospel. It's right. got to be proclaimed regardless. Agreed. So... So, uh, Serve Sunday happened since our last podcast. It did. What did you... So, first, let's give a quick little... uh, So, Serve Sunday is a time where uh, we don't gather at our normal 10 o'clock time. We don't gather at our campuses. Right. Instead, we go out and serve. Right. Hence the name. Uh, Pretty clever name, right? Serve Sunday. So Yes, we are clever here at Living Water. and, And those projects or those serve things, projects can be anything from... Uh, taking trees down to painting a deck or anything from cleaning to making meals, all of that kind of stuff, right? Absolutely. Uh, So tell me, what did you get to participate in and what was your project? So there is a family up in Sibley who needed a new roof um, because theirs was kind of old and it was starting to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And so um, the... This team, Harlan's team, they uh, went up and they tinned the roof for them. Oh, nice. And it took a long time, not just Serve Sunday. So mm. props to that team for mm. investing the, the time necessary outside of Serve Sunday. Right. But I had uh, I had a really interesting one because I, I showed up, you know, at that work site. And I have a terrible knee and I hate heights. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be So good idea signing up for that one. Well, I'm like, put me where you need me. And they're like, yep, you go there. Well, we're going to put you up high. Yep. I'm like, perfect. Thank you. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be an adventure. Mm -hmm. So I actually stood on the ground and handed up pieces of metal the entire time while they were doing the work because of... You were the gopher kind of person. I was a gopher for a couple hours. I'm like, yeah, because I just... I. Cannot do roofs. Really? Can't do them. See, I thought I remember you telling me, and maybe this has changed since then or whatever, yeah. but um, didn't you do uh, construction and stuff? Absolutely. At one point? And like, I've done several roofs until the last time I fell off one. And then that was the end of that. That was it? Yeah. I mean, if you fall 14 feet down to the ground and you're lucky enough that you get your fall broken by Ooh. a bunch of pieces of plywood. Yeah. No, not doing that anymore. Right. I so. can't blame you. Nope. Nope. Game over. And on the 14 foot fall, mm-hmm. that was uh, when you were up on a roof, you were shingling, you were replacing shingling. the roof. Yeah. We were shingling over in Rock Rapids. Actually. Ooh. Yeah. And took a little little bit of a tumble and i was like after that point i'm like okay i'm finishing out the day and this wasn't even for a job this is just for a friend of mine and i'm like yep not doing it again there is no way so those guys who are up there props to more power to you that was a steep pitch and you guys did did great the pitch was at like i don't even remember some awful angle but they crushed it nice nice so what did you do for serve sunday uh, we cleaned up a couple of trees, like a couple of big trees. Uh, we had a guy operating a chainsaw and we got to see a big one go down, which my boys were really excited about cause we got to yell timber and all that ah. kind of fun stuff. Nice. Uh, so that was pretty cool, but really it was a lot of me and, uh, the people on the ground just picking up all of the branches that were being chopped down, putting them on the trailer yep. and then, uh, riding trailer to the dump and unloading and back and forth and back and forth, uh, gotcha. half a dozen times or whatever, gotcha. but it was, a a pretty big tree. Mm-hmm. And so it took, yeah, we got there at like eight or eight thirty or something. And I think we were done 
when we were supposed to get going at 11.30 or something. Right. So it took a good two, three hours. Well, yeah. sounds, it sounds like you guys got a lot done then. I and think a lot of projects got a lot done. It sounds like it, right? Yeah. Like there was a lot of good stuff happening. Uh, Sandra was telling me that they actually did some cleaning as well in a couple different places. And they were going to, I think, do some painting at Atlas, I think, happened here in town too. Gotcha. So there was just a lot of good on-ramps for conversations yep. and to circle all the way back good on-ramps for starting relationships and all that kind of stuff absolutely that's the hope right, right you know right. I, th I think that i agree i think there was a lot of good uh, relationships started and I, a couple of couple of props to people before we go any further mm -hmm. first of all uh, props to Amanda and, and Damon and the Dort uh, praise team oh that went for, really well right man that went great and a lot of people don't know this, but they brought their own sound mm -hmm. system. They brought everything and just streamlined the entire process. So thank right. you to Amanda for hooking that up, and thank you to uh, the Door Praise team and Damon for, for doing that. Right. It was really well done. Yep. And then uh, Mike and the food team for making all that the food. That was really good. It yep. Was good. That apple crisp or whatever that was. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Impressive, right? Yeah, I agree. And they were there all day Saturday prepping and then all day Sunday. And Mike, not a lot of people know this, Mike had a hundred and uh, two fever mm. that day, not because of the flu. Don't worry, he wasn't contagious. I was gonna say, hey, that's awesome. Yeah, for right. The rest of us, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Don't yeah. worry, he wasn't contagious or anything. But he had a hundred and two uh, uh, fever due to something. It was just oh, feeling wow. terrible. And he and powered through. Powered through it. Wow. So props to him, and uh, yeah, the Surf Sunday team for putting all the all the teams together. Two hundred people signed up for twenty-eight different projects. That's so. pretty awesome, right? Yep. Yeah, and then you start thinking of the spider web effect of, or butterfly effect, even of, because mm -hmm. of this, then this happened, and because of that, this happened, and just, I like seeing, the on-ramp possibility there right. because I think, the interesting thing is, yeah, that's, one way to create a relationship with someone that we're serving or an organization that we're serving. Mm -hmm. But there's also something about working together side by side. Yeah. Uh, whether it's we roofed together or we took a tree down together. Yep. Working and rubbing shoulders that way creates a relationship as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's service has a weird way <clears throat> of not just being about service, but about being the friendship behind it. Agreed. So. Yep. That's a big deal. Yep. All right, so we've gone this Excuse far. Me. I've got a tickle in my throat and today. I know I'm interrupting the seriousness of this, but I have got this tickle in my throat. Well, I was going to say, we've Whew. been serious for like... Right? Ten minutes now or longer. Like, Man, we're doing good. I'm really impressed with us. I know, and then I destroyed it by deciding to cough. Cause yeah, I way to go. Your cough just messed this whole thing up. Thanks, Fairway Water. Ugh. I blame Fairway. Now we're not going to get their sponsorship nope. either. So, I mean, I love Fairway water. It, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's the greatest. Tastes like happiness and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> happiness and rainbows. It does It does not. Did you draft Philip Rivers for your fantasy football team? I totally did. I knew you were going to. I totally did. And you know how well he's doing? Not very well. He's doing great oh. because he's Philip Rivers. He's amazing. He's not amazing. He's amazing. There I is one him. quarterback who is amazing. There is one quarterback who is the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes. That's not it. Oh, okay. Um, I bought a uh, $16 t-shirt oh, that has a picture of a goat on it. Gary. And it has a number <laughs> on the middle of the goat. Would you like to guess what number that is? 11 for Dante Culpepper. It's not Dante Culpepper. Oh. <laughs> it's number 12 for the golden boy, uh, Tom Brady. Oh, that's... He is on my fantasy football team, and I bought him for a dollar. What? I bought him for a dollar. You spent money on that guy. I spent money. Oh. I would have gone as high as three. Oh. I love Tom Brady. He is just, oh, he's so frustrating. Don't tell me that. He's, he's awesome. He, he's, he's acceptable. I'll give him that. Uh, he's yeah. acceptable. How about the, uh, the whole uh, mess that was made of Antonio Brown and all that kind of stuff? Like, what is this guy? What's going on? What is this guy doing? I have no idea. And I, mean, I, I would love to assume that I know a person's mind or situation. And I think I'm finding more and more like, okay, there's context there. There's all kinds of stuff that I don't know. Yeah. But from the surface, yikes. But, I mean, really, if, okay, yeah, I know he had some off-field problems with Steelers last year. I understand that he had some helmet issues right. and he's, he didn't want to sign 
But you get into some of that personal stuff and some of the legal stuff that he's dealing with, and I'm just like, we live in a really, really weird society. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because whether or not you like Mr. Antonio Brown, it's so weird that you can come under both scrutiny for that and it becomes news. Right. When in reality, part of it is just a private thing. Oh, yeah, right. But at the exact same time, it's so weird that we almost idolize these guys in spite of their faults. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can it, see that. It's bizarre both ways. Right, right. I don't know. It's just I feel I feel bad for right. everybody involved, him included, oh, totally. too. totally. There's got to be a lot of stuff that we don't know and a lot of. Yeah. It, it's, it's also sad. So I'm a big believer. You're a big believer in, uh, to go back to the old dead guys, the Kyperian thought of, uh, there's glimpses mm-hmm. of God in every area, in every situation, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me is to almost look at this, and I don't mean to dehumanize the football players or anything like that, but to look at it as a case study kind of thing right? and try to ask or wonder, like, where is God working mm. in a situation where... Obviously, there's some pride something going on there. There's some kind of miscommunication going on. Like, there's just all kinds of messiness, I think. Oh, no, absolutely. And I there's this great analogy, or this great uh, quote, and I can't remember who said it, but they said, uh, society is only as great as its heroes. And I'm like... How fitting is that right right now? Right, right. Society is only as great as its heroes. Right. And who's in the news right now? Right. It's all that kind of stuff. That stuff. (laughs) Right, right, right. All of it. Like, whether it be Mr. Antonio Brown or or President Donald Trump or, you know, um, the Mueller investigation or, you know, the Kardashians. Right. This is what we are. Well, you and know? don't you think there's something so there's something to be said about uh we become what we idolize also like yeah. we whether it's jealousy like because all of these people in the news have a bunch of money or they seem to have it all together yeah like that's what we're setting as a oh I'd like to be like that or I'm giving attention because they mm-hmm. are getting attention like right. all of that kind of stuff Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we live in a society where you know, we almost live in a society where it's more important uh, to to people to have more Instagram followers than provide for family. Oh, man, very much so. You know, it sure right. feels like that now. Right, right. And I'm like, this is just crazy. Isn't it? It's just crazy. Yep. But, you know, what do you what do? You do? We're called to, it, we, we were brought on this earth for a specific time in a specific place, and this is the reality that we're dealt. So, right, right. You know, the question is, do you... Do you remove yourself from it, or do you invest in it and try to redeem it? Ooh, that's a big question. Yeah. Uh, just from our online comments section. Oh, we got uh, it up. Let's, Look how pro we are. Let's idolize right. Jesus, of course. There and we go. I think go. that's a fantastic way to say that, a fantastic uh, example to follow. And who do we seek to become more like? We seek yeah. to become more like Jesus, of yep, course. More Christ-like, absolutely. Amen. Amen. It's, it's, a, it's, a weird, it's a weird time to be alive, man. Isn't it? In a weird society. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry. Continue. Here we go with our weird society. Yeah, I'm extrapolating in my brain all the stuff I've been, like, reading the last 24 hours. And, yeah, I don't know if you well, want to get into that or not. Whether it's uh, the breaking news with government and all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. I think we, I think we talked about this a long time ago. Uh, when it comes to how dark the dark can be. I think Christianity is going to be facing a time where we're standing in very, very stark contrast to yeah. our society. Like, there was a long time where Christians could kind of blend in, so to speak, right? Right. And yeah. I think it's becoming more and more clear yeah. that's not possible anymore. Like, we right. can't just... And and I hate to sound like all dramatic and called arms and all that kind of stuff, but I think there's some truth to that. It's time to not go along with the flow. Absolutely. I agree with you. I think, you know, historically speaking in the 20th century, um, not, not just for the church universal, but if you want to pare it down, <clears throat> the churches of America, the Church of Northwest Iowa, our churches, mm-hmm. 
have allowed apathy to become front oh, totally, and center. Right, right. And part of me goes, hey, has this apathy led to where we're at now? And part of me goes, well, maybe the good Lord allowed it so that the call to mm. arms can happen. Right, right. But either way, I don't think uh, moving forward, we as Christians are allowed to be apathetic right. in our faith anymore because society around us, though not physically crumbling, is certainly morally deteriorating. It feels like it, right? You know, so. And don't you feel there's some cyclical stuff here too? Like, I feel like... Uh, just as the life of a church, even the life of a person, if you zoom that far in, no. you go through times where you kind of become apathetic or it's a season of taking your foot off the pedal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's a season where, man, I really got to pay attention to this. Yeah. And I think culturally, even our world, as we see some of the different news cycles and that kind of thing, like it's becoming that kind of season where we right. have to have our defenses up and we have to take really really seriously uh your favorite passage one of my favorite passages the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion a roaring lion looking for someone to devour absolutely and so we get ready for that you know and and right in that same passage it's cast our anxieties on him because he cares for you it's my favorite verse i mean there's he's got this he's got this the the key for us is it doesn't say um you know, hey, just wait. It says throw your concerns at the Lord. And Amen. so there's a call to action there. Right, right. So I think that's kind of where we're where we're at, not only as a society, but as a church, as living water. I mean, there's stuff in each of our respective communities that we definitely need to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, let's get tangible about that then. Like, how do you... So it's great to just talk about that. Like, yeah, we should model Jesus. We should be more involved, all that kind of stuff. Right. What do you see as a tangible way to make that real if if i mean it depends on what context you're in but say if you have a a bunch of neighbors who are either divorced or getting divorced Mm -hmm. why aren't you asking them over to your house Mm -hmm. you know just getting involved just getting involved and that's that's something that just we as individuals can do that's really big because i think i have a tendency and maybe other people can kind of commiserate with me on this i have a tendency to try to think well if i want to change the world then i have to do something big or, or start something or, or be involved with something huge. Right. And one of the Global Leadership Summit uh, grander vision stories, like they give these little stories of where uh, some people got involved and all this kind of stuff. And one quote from a lady who ended up doing something big, but she said, you know, I kept thinking of what organization I got to join, what program I got to join. Yeah. And I lost sight of the fact that I have to know someone Mm -hmm. like if I want to go and help uh, her specific story was I want to go and help abused women. Mm -hmm. And so she started thinking of these huge programs and all this kind of stuff. And she asked herself, wait, do I know an abused woman? Right. Like period. Absolutely. I have to know a person and that circles all the way back to the relationship thing too. Right. It starts with getting to know your neighbor. Absolutely. You can't, I mean, you can, you can volunteer all you want. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't know an entity. Right. You can know people. That's well said. And when you know an entity and what it's about, you're serving the entity rather than your brother and sister. Right. And this is nothing against Atlas or Love Inc. or any of the right. other nonprofits around here. But I think one of the fundamental ways that we as a church, not just a church, but the church mm-hmm. of Christ, mm-hmm. one of the fundamental ways to change the culture around here is by actually going and meeting people who need Jesus in their life. Amen. Because there's there are many people who have came to my office and they said, I don't know about them. I don't know about them. I'm just like, why are you talking to me about it? Right. Number one, I'm not in the business of rumors. I don't care. Go talk to that person. Exactly. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And number two, don't tell me to do it. If you mm-hmm. know there's a problem, yeah, I'm your pastor. Yeah, I will walk with you as far as advice and counsel and guidance on how to do it. Right. But it's up to you believers in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. to build that relationship. It's up to you. Right. You want to see change happen? Starts there. Start doing right, that. Right. And really, that's at the center of uh, the Ritter Church Renewal. That's at the center of Defined and Connected, the thing that the RCA is going through. Like, yeah. It starts with you having a personal relationship right? and yep. growing from there. Because if I can say hey, our organization over here is messed up. Like the system that we're a part of is messed Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. It starts with 
me and you, me mm-hmm. and that person, absolutely, me and one individual, absolutely, because that creates a healthy yep. relationship, which creates a healthy organization, which creates a healthy community. Absolutely, and and I know for a fact, and whether you live in Sheldon or Orange City or Alton or Hospers or Boyden, wherever. I know for a fact that there are dozens upon dozens upon dozens of problems in those communities that each individual listening mm-hmm. could very well be a part of. Right, right. They could be a part of that solution. Just invite somebody over. Exactly. It's yeah. not that hard. Hang out. I mean, I know a ton of people in Sheldon, in my context, that, uh, that you know, they're struggling with alcoholism or drug addiction, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I do? What do you do? How's it going? <laughs> Well, hang start out. there, right? It's not hard. And it's don't you think, hard. like, so we often think, like, oh, man, how do I start the conversation or whatever? I remember being told, I think this was a professor, um, I think it was Jay Moon, if you remember Jay Moon. I loved Jay Moon. He was all about, like, you know, we make it programmatic and we make it, like, oh, I got to do something different or whatever. Mm-hmm. And his argument was, no, just do what you do. But do it intentionally. Right. So if yeah. you love playing basketball, just pick up hoops or whatever, yeah. go to the park yeah. and intentionally play basketball with somebody. Absolutely. And you'd be amazed. I remember this from my days at seminary and playing basketball at Augustana. Mm-hmm. Like, if you cannot be a jerk on the basketball court, right? then all of a sudden... There's a relationship as soon as that game is over. Like, Absolutely. Oh, man, you know, that was a really good move. And, yeah, yeah, and what are you doing after this? Oh, well, you know, da, 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 and it just builds out of that. And then there's yeah, – exactly. There's something to build on, like right. you just said. I think, I think what we as Christians, we have this funda- – we have it fundamentally backwards. Mm-hmm. What we like to do, and I think historically what the American church has done, mm-hmm. is we like to say, okay – we will proclaim the gospel. Mm-hmm. We will build it, and people will show up. Oh yeah, like field of dreams. Field of dreams. Yeah, you build it, they will come. <laughs> Guess what, listeners? That model's dead. Kevin Costner had it wrong. He did have it wrong. That model of ministry is dead. Right. It died several years ago. Right. How it looks right now is maybe we need to do exactly what Jesus did, which isn't go. Oh no, you need to believe in God and shout at the people and right. just expect them to guilt them into Christianity. Right. Maybe the better way is to actually go, like you said, to a basketball game mm-hmm. and sit with someone you don't know and start right. a conversation. Right. I'm recalling many passages circling back around to this morning where Jesus ate with the sinners. Oh yeah, absolutely. Are we better than Jesus? But he would just walk around and have that relationship, right? Exactly. It feels really simple. It feels simple, but we make it so incredibly hard. And by the way, we're getting all kinds of comments that say uh, agreed, oh, really. Well. Uh, so we're getting told, uh, preach it, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that before. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, we're getting told, dream small. There is a song that goes that way. Uh-huh. But also the idea of just start small, yep. start a relationship, go there and, and see where it goes. And so now this is where... If you know me well enough, you know where this is going to go. But now this is where I say to all those people who are commenting, I appreciate your amens and your affirmation. Now go do it. Right. I mean, your affirmation is great, but now go live it. We go back to the what's our models or what's our mottos for our ministry. Yeah. Uh, I think I even said mine in the middle there. Just don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Just go play basketball. Don't be a jerk. Yep. Uh, Sit next to somebody, buy an extra bag of popcorn, give it away, start a relationship. Yep. And yours, of course, is... Do let's, it. Let's do that. Let's do that. Just right. do that. Let's I do mean, that. If if we want change to happen, we can talk about change all we want. Right. But until we actually get off our chairs right. and do something, all we're doing is just talking. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So. And obviously, we're good at just talking. Yeah, we are good at just talking. We've been doing it for 45 minutes. 45 now, so. minutes. We're crushing and it. And we've done 45 minutes of not referencing. Oh, I take that back. I was going to say we have not referenced a movie, but we have. We, we've referenced a few movies. Field of Dreams was Field of in Dreams there. being yeah. one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I oh. would like you to know I uh, got Netflix again. Did you really? Yes. You, and so I am now. You swore off it. No, I didn't. I just, I just wanted to save money. Oh, right. Okay. Gotcha. But here's the thing. We got rid of our cable. So we cut the cord, and we're going with Netflix now, which means I'm uh, back to being addicted to The Office and back to watching a lot of just random B-plus movies that 
are not really all that good, but they they have some tiny little glimpse that I think is going to be cool. Dude, you're going to be watching an awful lot of Heathers from the 1980s or something. (laughs) Like, it's going to be 11 o'clock at night, and you're going to pull up Pretty in Pink for the 17th time. Yes, yes. You know, and I'm going to next the next Sunday or whatever, I will be absolutely convinced that there is a gospel glimpse right. in Pretty in Pink. <laughs> and all we have to do is be like that lady right? who oh, took the dress and redid it and mm. went to the prom. Molly Ringwald is like Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy with the Porsche is Boaz, I promise you. you know? oh, and Ducky. Oh, I and Ducky. Yes, oh, yes, poor, yes. poor Ducky. Oh. You know, some of those 80s movies, you watch them now and oh, you're just dude. like, wow, these are bad. I know. Like, they're bad. Like, one of my... Like, not only, like, you're not talking, like, morally. No. Granted, there are some of those. But, but, like, just, like, kind of, like, B-plus acting. Oh, yeah. Or C-minus acting. So, so one of my favorite movies of all time is The Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. The Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. But even that movie, like, there is some questionable acting. Like, at one point... Molly Ringwald is, you know, <laughs> Judd Nelson's character is like, yes, are you done? No. You know, yelling at the teacher. Oh, yes. And Molly Ringwald has this cheesy moment where she's like, knock it off. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. Acting 101. Acting was hard in the 80s, apparently. I actually, I've quoted that line or that scene oh. to my kids yeah almost jokingly because i will say like so they're kind of getting uppity or whatever right and i will say this line hey you mess with the bull you get the yeah, horn right <laughs> i got you for two months bender two months, you're mine two months bender oh yes. man oh that's such a good movie i love that movie so hard but you know some of that stuff you watch you're just like this was good like, how was this possibly good? Like, okay, so there's a new Rambo movie out. Right, Did right, you know right. this? There's, I there's... I heard a little bit about it. I have not seen it because I don't know if I want someone my grandpa's age going around shooting people right, in the face. Right, just saying. Right. It's just kind of off-putting. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. I mean, literally, yep. the guy is 10 years younger than my grandpa who's in a home. Like, yeah, I love my grandpa, but if he was to go out and, like, go to Arizona and start shooting people, I'd be like, Grandpa, dude, you're, this is crazy. So, Rambo 5 is out, right? Right. If you look back to the mid-80s where Rambo, like, 2, Rambo 3 took place. <laughs> right. oh, it was not very clever writing. It is just a strong guy right. goes into a foreign country to shoot people. And then he's like, yeah, it was hard. Like, uh, really? <laughs> oh, it, was... it was not great acting. And, right. And it was predicated on uh, a big tough guy walking around without a shirt on. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, that's it, all you got. That's really. all you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the morality of the Rambo movies, by the way. Oh, Sidetrack. The morality of the Rambo oh. movies is basically one where Rambo, in all five movies, he's like, War is terrible. No one should ever do it. And then he goes. And, and then he goes and shoots like eighty people. Have you ever seen? I'm like, just uh, don't shoot him, bro. You what's, know what's the the parody of uh, Rambo? Uh, uh, Hot shots. Hot shots part two. Oh yeah. man, I love. And of course it's two. Charlie Sheen. Like, why wouldn't it right? be Charlie Sheen? Of course it has to right? be. Right, right. Uh, he's got tiger blood, man. Oh he's yes. Got tiger blood. Hashtag winning. <laughs> Hashtag winning. I still say that, and it is not really a cultural reference anymore. Like, oh, no. Have you no. noticed? So I get pointed out on this on youth group all the time. Like, my pop culture references are from five years ago, and I think uh, I'm up to date. Yeah. I even quoted, like, uh, what I thought was the current app or whatever, and yeah. it they, the kids didn't even know what it was. What did they like, say it was? What is it? What? Uh, the next one or the new one is... Um, Oh, what did they say? It's Visco not... Girl or something like what? that. What? Yeah, like some kind of thing where the... you, I don't know, you, you use a filter and it turns you into like what you're supposed to look like or something like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Your your look right there, that's the same yeah. look I had in front of a group of high schoolers. <laughs> and they were, I lost like all credibility oh, with them. Man. Like any kind of pop, pop culture Anything that I could speak to was yeah. out the window. Yep, like, you, went, oh, you don't get it. You went from credible yes. to that old guy in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I, th- I, I was just familiar with the tick of the talk. The, the oh, tick that's, that's, uh That's one that they reference as well. I just heard about that right, not right. that long ago. And don't like, you, like, I feel like my 
last couple years here, so 35-ish, 36, 37, mm-hmm. is when the rubber has finally hit the oh, road. Man. Like, I'm out. Like, um, I can't yeah. keep up anymore. Like, yeah. I thought I was doing pretty good. Yep. I, and now, especially with the app world and how quickly that moves. Yeah, it's it's game over. I'm it's done. Game over. I, dude, I stopped trying like 10 years ago because I'm like. Let's accept our status as I'm like, I'm mid-level old guy. Yeah, I'm going to be that old guy who dresses like he wants to dress, doesn't care. <sighs> but at what it really amounts to, I'm done. Like, I'm yeah, I'm done trying to care. Right, right, right. You know? There was this, uh, there was this, uh, uh can't remember where it came from it was on my news feed for my google thing on the interwebs you know technology words well um, uh <laughs> at our I, first podcast didn't we say like uh you have to email us because we can't keep up right because we we can't figure you out know, technology how to, www. right and so i'm i'm on the i'm on the news feed and i get this story about uh someone named billy eyelash or or william William Bucklish, whatever it is. <laughs> and it's it's this seventeen year old girl who has made this made the most popular song apparently of oh. all year. And if you guys are listening uh, and you have kids, they'll know exactly who who Todd Bailey is or whatever right. her name is. But I'm like, a seventeen year old girl has a number one song in the United States and apparently she got big by posting her stuff on social media. That's the that's the world we live in. Yeah, absolutely. I, Viral I, videos, all that stuff, right? I was floored. Right. I'm right. like, how can you have a number one hit and not have a record? Oh man. But it happened. It and, happens. And man. my brain went poof. Right, right, right. And then the other side of my brain went, Nope, it's cool. Right. And then my entire brain melted and I went, I don't know what the future is anymore. And I, it's interesting to me to look at, uh, so I've always had kind of a marketing mind, like I want to be able to, how do we best stay involved in con- in the culture, in the context, and all that kind of stuff. Right. And granted, not knowing the latest app, not knowing who has the number one hit right. is a detriment to that. Right. Because yeah. I... I feel like uh, communication has to happen in mediums, right? In ways or modes that I might not understand. Yeah. But if the 17-year-old is speaking through the TikTok, then is it my responsibility? And I would argue in some ways, yes, it is, to communicate in that way. Right, absolutely. And learn how to communicate in that way. And you can spread that across the board. Well, yeah. Uh, single, uh, whether it's language or what language I speak or anything like that. Yeah, right? absolutely. And see, you know, it can be interpersonal or technological or whatever. But I, I agree with you. To some extent, it's our responsibility. But I got to admit, I'm absolutely terrible at it. It's I hard, right? Right. Hate technology. Right. It's like, hard. It, this, this, right? There's a reason that you program this stuff right. because. Jesse does not understand. It's anything. not a language you speak. No, not at all. <laughs> I I went. This is how bad it is. Oh, here we go. So my last phone broke. Yeah, right? I the, remember this. That it, was my phone. That actually. was your phone yep, yep, yep. because I'm one of those old school guys who's like, I can't get a phone for free. I don't need a phone. And so I gave you one that was in my basement for six months. Right like, here, just use this. Yeah, one. just use this. I'm yeah, like, yeah. all right. So my old phone broke, right? And so I bring the old phone over to the Verizon people. And I'm like, uh, my old phone broke. I need a new phone. And she's like, okay, well, do you know what kind of phone you want? I'm like, I don't know. And she goes, well, do you want a Google Pixel 3 thing? And you're like, uh, I, I, uh, Does it make calls? <laughs> May I hear people on it? Why do you not have the, uh, what's the grandma phone? Right? The, you uh, know, the jitterbug or something I, dude, where it's like I, this big. Oh, I want one you of those so bad. Really, no, you should have a Zach Morris phone. Oh, that would be amazing. Why do you not trick? have the Zach Morris right? phone? <laughs> I would love dude. to see you pull that out of your pocket. Oh, oh man. I want great. one so bad, but it's weird how you get like a, you know, like with our jobs, you kind of need to have email when you're right, on the fly right. and all everything that. on there. But yep. in my perfect world, I mean, a flip phone is good enough. Really? I don't even really need to text. I don't like texting. I don't like communication that's not personal. Sure, sure. And so when it comes to this thing, I'm like, this is the dumbest. I, I want to see you oh. have a Zach Morris phone. I want to see you have a Zach Morris phone so bad. Well, I'll tell you what, maybe we could do a fundraiser for Pastor for a Zach. Morris I'll get, phone. I'll get a new Zach Morris phone, and you could get a you know a, a new Google seven yeah. seventy five. I and they'll I probably X. cost about the same because retro <laughs> costs just as much right? as a new one. Exactly. 
But yeah, so I got the phone, and then she's like, well, I need your SIM card. Didn't know what that was. What's a SIM card? I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you pull it apart. Right. I don't know where batteries are in these things. Right, which is why we have people that are all technology. Yep, and thank God, because I couldn't do it. figure everything out for us. Yep. So anyway. All right, so we referenced Zach Morris. We referenced The Office. Uh, We got quite a bit of understanding around relationships. Yep. Uh, One thing that I wanted to end on was what was your nickname in high school? Oh, man. Uh, which group of friends? Uh, let's go the group that knew you really, really well. Um, they called me Dubs. Dubs. Yeah. Is there a PG story that we could hear, like why it's called Dubs, or is so, there a story that you shouldn't share? I will, I will, keep, it, I will keep it short and as PG as I possibly okay, can. Okay, here we go. When I was, I'm a little when, nervous now, to be honest right? with you. When, when, I was, uh, when I was younger, I did my fair share of illegal activities. Okay. And so, of course, Dub right. was one of the nicknames for a certain illegal activity that we used to do. So gotcha. So, of course, that happened. Right. But the other reason is... Uh, I don't remember how it went, but one day I just walked into school and might even been my first day at high school. And they're like, who are you? And I'm like, they call me W <laughs> for Walhoff. <laughs> like and, trying to be all tough and oh, stuff? Oh, no, like I just you didn't just... care. I just oh, okay. didn't want them to right, know my name. Right. So I'm like, I'm, they call me W. Right. And they're like, we can dig that. <laughs> and it, and it, it just stuck. And so for years there was this rumor going around that that jesse walhoff had nicknamed himself oh nice and so it did and so w got shortened to dub for those other reasons and so yeah they called me dubs and wasn't part of it that you could not give yourself a nickname i really believe that i tried to do that several times because i wanted a cool nickname right and that's and that's what's weird is i just said this is what it's gonna be and they're like yeah okay okay sure fine whatever but i don't know so if you could pick a nickname oh I texted. It I, would be Calvin. It would it be would like probably, something about John Calvin. It, it would, would be, be like about Calvin. the dead old guy. Or I something. actually, I actually texted someone this uh, a few weeks ago. As far as she asked what my nickname would be, mm-hmm. and oh, if I could find it. Oh, where did it go? Well, first of all, oh, here we go. I said, uh, she goes, or superhero. She goes, what would your uh, your name be if you were a superhero? I'm like Black oh, China. Black. Black China, because apparently she's a rapper, and that was also in my news feed. So I'm like, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? Oh, dear. Um, but then I said, no, honestly, if I could have any nickname in the world, it would be Power Horse of Might and Death. <laughs> I don't know why. Just because Power Horse of Might sounds That funny. is fantastic. Yeah. So and anyway. I could see that being like a, a comic book or something. Yeah, the Power Horse of like, Might. Like, you would fit that really, really well. Right. I was also going to do this, by the way, since we uh, have to. Since we have to have to put it on the on the on, on the, the kick or, or whatever. There we go. Having a podcast <clears throat> and that will promote our podcast. So, what is your nickname in high school? Oh dear. Um, so high school was uh, interesting for me. I was uh, I. I describe it to Sandra as I wasn't really a jerk. I don't think. Right. I think I was more like a dweeb. Right. Like, Fair enough. I just was kind of like there. I just blended in. My my big goal was to not stick out, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, when I was a freshman, I think, kind of, that was what? That would have been 96, 97, something like that. Mm. And so, like, rapping was kind of the thing or whatever. So I got called G-Dog because I think there was actually a rapper by that name or something. And I took it as like, that's going to make me stick out or that's like making fun of me. I took it as they were trying to make fun of me and maybe they were, but it was more like just kind of like, oh yeah, rap is a thing. Like, hey, G-Dog, what's up? And I was like... I took it kind of like that's a that's a not a compliment, but a, like making fun of me kind of thing. Gotcha. But uh. looking back now, I'm like, I don't think they were trying to be mean to me. Right. It's it was just, just culture. Yeah, it was like, culture. What's up, G Dog? Yeah. yeah. And then that was it. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I should have like let it stick, but I remember right. a couple people calling me that and being like, like I didn't have the guts to say don't call me that. Right. I just had the guts to like not respond to it or right. or whatever. Like, like you know, uh, passively oh. aggressively being like, <laughs> Mom, they called me G Dog. <laughs> 
Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, so that one was kind of the one that comes to my mind. Uh, yeah. Especially because it just feels like Gary is, in my mind, I've always associated with a sixty-year-old guy. Like I'm, mm. old, I've always been old. Right. And right. so I actually wanted a nickname. Like I always wanted oh, to yeah. not be called Gary. Yep. But the letter G kind of gives into several nicknames or whatever. And oh, some yeah. of them can be not great either. But the idea being, I should have been okay with G Dog. Right. I should have been okay right. with that. I, there, feel, I feel like I could have lived with that. There's worse nicknames out there. There's bro. way worse nicknames. There's n- way right? worse nicknames right? out there. But hey, you know, I mean, I get it. You know, if you, if you feel like your nickname does not represent you, why would you want to have it? Uh, there's I've, a good point. G is a uh, man of God, so I should have been okay with that. Yeah, right? Yes, See? Sh- you're right. I should have been okay with that. <laughs> I've know. actually been called now. Uh, I think this was at my, was it at my last church or was it at this church? Uh, Pastor Gary, so PG. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. I, I feel like I'd be okay with that. Yep. So if you want to start calling me PG. All right, PG. Fun, whatever. There, there are people who yeah. call me PJ or P. Jesse. Yeah, yeah. But one of my, now that you mention it, one of the funnier nicknames I ever had was just Walhoff. Right. There was years that I refused to go by anything other than my last just name. Just Walhoff, yeah. Yeah, even on my Facebook. If you look at my Facebook, it's J. Lee Walhoff. Sure, sure. Because that originates from when I didn't go by my first name. I get you, yep. And it's I could weird. never, I never had that option because people yeah. can't say my last name. <laughs> there's, there's no way that yeah, they could. Could have true. called me by my last name. I thought mine was bad. Nian, when, uh, yeah, Nian House. Nian House. Is Nian House party yeah. three Nian, Nian. Where's New and Horny? <laughs> right. Oh, so we are. Maybe we should change the name of our podcast. Uh, here we got PG and PJ, yeah. or we could change it PG, to PJ to New and Horst and Warhawk. New and talk Horst. about things. I feel like that could work. Yeah. It feels like we've talked about a lot of stuff. And we have covered a lot of different bases. I hope that this has been uh, beneficial. I hope that something good has come out of this. If I nothing so. else, you uh, wasted your last hour right. listening to us. So well, and you. it's cool. There's people that are actually committed there. Absolutely. Flying back. So. Yeah. And so here's the plan uh, as we go forward. Uh, hopefully the sound all came through. I don't have any comments that it cut out. I think it sounded pretty good as I was listening to it. Cool. Uh, I say we go this route trying to do facebook live but also i'm recording this and so we will be able to upload this to spotify uh it won't happen asap but look for it on spotify if you have been listening on spotify you'll still be able to find it there yep and don't forget google play as well and of course the website for all who thirst.com yep Nailed it. Nailed it. You've got all our technologies down. Way now, to go, New and Horst. Now, the more Sorry. important thing, I'm going to be called New and Horst from oh, here on man, out, that's, aren't I? That just tickles me. New and Horst and Warhawk. This is going to be awesome. Oh, it's like man. high school all over right. again. Oh. I get called names that I don't want to get called. Oh, funny. Oh. Funny. Anyway. All right. Well, Jesse, this has been great. I love your face. I love your face. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks, man. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> New and Horst. And Warhawk. I don't know why that tickled Shoot, me. Shoot, I was going to play us out with our.